0: Hello listeners, Jordan here. I just want to let you know that you can listen to Nighttime early and ad-free on Amazon Music, include it with Prime.
1: You are listening to Keep Canada Weird, a weekly weird news roundup by the Nighttime Podcast.
0: Hello listeners, and welcome back to the weekly Keep Canada Weird discussion series. If you're new here in Keep Canada Weird, my pal, handsome Aaron Airport and I seek out and explore some of the more offbeat Canadian news stories from the past week. In tonight's episode, which we recorded on the evening of September 18th, 2022, Aaron and I consider the consequences of sharing a killer's photo. We pursue the mystery of Canadian cinema screen slashing, and we debate whether or not a Kelowna man is a reflexologist or just a pervert. So let's get into it. Handsome Aaron Airport. I don't know what to say other than, how are you, my friend?
2: Oh, that's your usual (laughs) intro here. How am I? I
0: usually have something to add though. Like, you know, it's this or it's that, I guess, let me try it again. Okay. Let's see. I take two. Handsome Aaron Airport. Uh, the weather lately has indicated fall is in the air. Ooh, no! How stupid. are you? No, it's dumb. <laughs> no, I am I'm, I'm pumped for fall this year. I love fall. Wonderful time of year. I love Halloween. Uh, I love the being able to wear a hoodie all day if I want to without you know having sunstroke. But most of all, what I'm looking forward to is I got a new lawnmower this year, and um, what I really want to take on is like w- when. I have a lot of trees on my property so in prior years a lawnmower is not going to do anything about trees oh, hear me out here i have a bunch of trees on my property and in prior years i have like i'll have like a foot thick of leaves all over my yard at the end of the oh okay so i'll, I'll have going. to go through and i scoop them up put them in bags you know those big paper bag things that you put at the side of the road full of leaves i will have like over the course of a fall i'll have 25 or 30 of them i'll have to break it up multiple garbage days i've decided this year that what i'm going to do is i'm just going to take my lawnmower and just drive over the leaves until my Mm -hmm. yard is just covered with leaf powder i don't know if that's going to work if anyone listening has ever tried that as i I do it and it
2: works (laughs) i don't break okay that's a story for another day what have you been up to what have I been up to? Um you ask me this every week, man. And I just it's nothing. Okay. Okay.
0: I was at Capricon
2: in Cape Oh Camp. yeah. How did that go?
0: It was interesting. The turnout was good. I did a presentation on the history of nighttime podcast, uh, which was pretty cool to make. I'm not saying it was cool, the presentation. I mean, the process of making it was cool because I had to go through kind of and made like a timeline of how I started and the different things that have changed over the years for the show and why they changed and how they changed. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was pretty neat to do it just because I was reminded of so many cool moments. So I may kind of turn that into like an episode or something at some point. And you
2: recorded the
0: no i was going to but then i was like no i don't know why i didn't I <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that could have been the episode <laughs> no, yeah yeah I, I didn't i think i got caught off guard because i went into the conference room and um it was like a small room there was no projector set up so i was kind of scrambling to get a projector and all this stuff and then once everything was ready it was like time to start and i was like i'm not going to hit record on my mic i'm That's just not um mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just
2: not.
0: But anyway, we're, uh, we're five minutes into our conversation and we haven't said anything weird yet. Just to be clear, we have a mandate that was given to us by both the federal and all of the provincial governments. Uh, our job is to keep Canada weird by finding and highlighting a collection of weird news stories from the past week. And boy, this week, we have a handful. Before, mm, before right. I uh, introduce them, though. I got a voice memo from a listener who is responding to your story last week about uh, your first experiences with ice skating.
2: Okay, Uh, this is is news to me, so.
0: It did not at all go well when you first uh, went skating. Let's hear how it went for Phil.
3: Hi, Jordan. Long-time listener Phil from Nelson, BC calling in today. On the September 8th, 2022 episode of Keep Canada Weird, Aaron's story about ice skating struck a chord with me. I, too, grew up having never learned to skate. This really only became a problem when I was in grade 5 and my classmates would all go skating on Friday nights at the local arena. Turns out there was a lot of hand-holding with girls going on and I was missing out on it. Upon learning of this, I was determined to learn to skate. I got a cheap pair of thrift store skates and went to the arena. I quickly laced up the skates and got on the ice only to fall face first onto the hard, unforgiving surface in under a minute. I saw stars. Blood poured out of my broken nose and stained the ice red. I was quickly escorted off the ice. And so ended my initial attempt at learning to skate. Years later I actually did learn to skate on a backyard rink I made one winter, but I do not consider myself good at it by any means. <laughs> so it seems like it went a lot like your first time, right? Did you very you? similar,
0: though.
2: you know, I, I struggled for a lot longer than just a minute. Okay, well before at least for I Phil, before it. Was I yeah, it that... was almost instantaneous for him.
0: <laughs> Not quick and painless, but quick. Um, that was awesome.
2: That no, was yeah. You know, as, as, as physically painful and, and emotionally painful as it probably was and is still for Phil mm-hmm. it was very funny. Mm-hmm. I like to laugh at, at that. Yeah, that his misfortune funny. gives me and you great pleasure.
0: So for our stories tonight, we have a killer's photo in the weird situation that surrounds the publishing of it we have more stories of cinema slashing or movie theater slashing we're going to hear from an insider of tim hortons who's speaking publicly for what seems to be the first time and we're going to talk about someone who's either a reflexologist or a pervert the jury i guess is still out where do you want to start this
2: um should we start with the
0: perversion first Let's get the dark perverted yeah. story out of the way. Uh, and I guess we're giving it away. We both think he's a pervert. We'll talk about that after. Oh, yeah. Me... What a debate that's going to be, isn't yeah, it, whether is whether or not this guy's a
2: pervert. <laughs>
0: right, let's get it. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be a real doozy. A man who has sold himself on at least two occasions as a reflexologist with an interest in feet is being sought by Kelowna police. A woman was in a parking lot in Kelowna. On August 11th at 10 20 a.m. when a tall graying middle-aged man approached her saying he was a reflexologist and wanted to take some pictures of her feet she allowed him to do so and then he proceeded to give her a foot rub he has, he asked her does that feel good and he asked if he could take two more minutes to give her a proper massage the female said no but the man continued to rub and massage her feet. The female again told the man no, and he continued, and so she yelled again a third time. She then pulled her foot away and left, later making a report to the RCMP. The man showed up again at about 10.50 a.m. on September 1st, this time at a parking lot on Pandozi Street in Kelowna. This time it was a 19-year-old woman who said a middle-aged man persuaded her to let him rub and and video record her feet. It was reported that the man commented that he liked her toenail polish, the RCMP said. He asked to look at the bottom of her feet and asked her questions, like, is she on her feet all day? Again, the the man claimed he was a reflexologist and asked her multiple more personal questions. The woman told police she could see the man's cell phone was recording the interaction, and she was frozen in fear during the event and wasn't sure what to do. The man asked to inspect her other foot but the woman put her shoes back on and walked away. She had her shoes off, I'm just getting that. Anyway, she, she told police she believed the interaction was sexual and felt victimized by the encounter. Kelowna, RCMP are extremely concerned by these two separate and unusual interactions. Constable Terry Jimerson said, "'We are looking to speak with the man "'in order to understand his motives.'" The man in the second incident was described as middle-aged with a short-kept beard, around five foot 10 in height, with a slim build. In the first incident, he was thought to be about six feet tall and was wearing a blue jay shirt. The man was walking a small dog at the time of the second interaction and the RCMP are asking for anyone with information or anyone who is approached by this man to contact them at 250-762-3300. So you tell me, is this a reflexologist who's just putting in extra duty in parking lots around Kelowna? Or is this a creep?
2: Um, it's possible that it's both.
0: <clears throat> I don't know if he was a reflexologist. I don't really think
2: he's a reflexologist. Well, or...
0: actually, let's tackle this first. What is a reflexologist? Are we Googling live on the air? Is that no, what's no. happening here? I'm on uh, Yahoo. Cause we're not supposed to
2: do that. Remember reflexology
0: reflexology is also known as zone therapy is an alternative medical practice involving the application of pressure to specific points on the feet, ears, and or hands. Oh, okay. I've seen this before. It's reflexology uses, like, let's say there's like a picture of a foot and then there's all these like kind of different parts of the foot. Like if you rub this, it'll Mm. help with your urinary tract. And if you rub here, it'll help with your stress. So uh, maybe it's reflexology is a, not what I was thinking at all.
2: But anyway, I think if all I could picture was someone with a little hammer tapping on someone's knee and just testing their reflexes,
0: yeah um matthew mckay in the chat says it sounds legit this guy may actually be a reflexologist office space is at a premium in bc so he's probably just taking business to the streets
2: yeah yeah
0: <laughs> maybe trying to drum up business so yeah reflexologists use feet similar to like acupuncture acupuncture like that kind of same kind mm-hmm. of science mm-hmm. but uh, the horoscope of massage. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go hard at the pervert side with this. I'm yeah, confident. I think again,
2: it's 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 cut and dry here that we have you' your classic pervert. okay. So
0: do you want to maybe just to play devil's advocate? Do you want to have a debate and you can maybe be supportive of this guy and I'll try to
2: no, I don't want to have that at all. I'm not I'm not doing that you're <laughs> trying to have me ruined
0: i want to do what the media does and i'll edit it in such a way that yeah, the episode yeah. features you uh, trying to defend your friend my who's friend he's yeah, just a yeah. great reflexologist um
2: no i mean the the guy's obviously um disturbed and yeah we should be laughing at is,
4: it. it he's giving know, me gets a, a sexual
2: kick at a feast and is trying to find what really is uh, not a clever way to, to get someone to expose their feet to him.
0: There certainly has to be a better way. Like maybe even just putting like putting it out there. Like there's nothing wrong with having like a, a kink or a fetish, but yeah, a foot you need fetish be... is one of your
2: standard fetishes, you know. It's yeah, not it's something not to re- weird. be ashamed of as long as you're being consensual with it. Yeah. Um and asking permission properly to photo someone's foot or rub someone's foot. Um, and I'm sure, you know, there's lots of people who in the world at the end of a long, stressful day who want a foot rub, but it has to be consensual. Mm-hmm.
0: So he could probably find, you're thinking like he could find someone who wants foot rubs. He wants to rub feet. No, and they what I know think, what's
2: going on. No, no. What I think he should do is, is take a break for a while. And let things cool down. And mm-hmm. then I think he should meet someone, you know, mm-hmm. maybe on a dating app or like, and and make a connection with them and and be honest with them and say, hey, I'm, I really like you, and um I'm not a reflexologist, but I do really like feet, and it would be nice to, if you would be okay with it, if I could rub your feet and take photos of
0: video and out. if they
2: say yes then then awesome if yeah. they say no then he thanks them for their time and he moves on to someone else to try and get a consensual foot row. um it does have some
0: kind of connections to the glove guy story mm-hmm. glove guy famously uses um a, a leather glove sales business as a way to allegedly slash very likely um uh, engage in a kink, but it's, it's, what's creepy with, with this story in Kelowna or with the glove guy story is just the not being transparent about it and trying to trick people into, yeah, yeah. into it it almost be like if I wanted to rub against a woman and, and, or a, a man or whoever. So I pretended to fall down in front of them and ask them to help me get up. And I continuously yeah. did like this, I think yeah. it's, it's basically like, it's that kinky and weird and creepy mm-hmm. and inappropriate um i hope they yeah. get the
2: guy. what's up
0: do you hope they get the guy i think of I course do of course if
2: if someone is is doing that they need to be caught and they need to be punished and all of the usual things but um this guy is still roaming around out there and um yeah it's sounds like he escaped on foot <laughs>
0: Let's move from feet to. I'm just thinking, I like to kick my feet up by the fire, is what I'm thinking. Oh, we're going into that one. Okay. Yeah. I didn't notice that at the beginning, but I'm just thinking this is a natural segue. If I've been on my feet all day, what do I want to do? Uh, I would go in my backyard where I have a fire pit if I had a fireplace in my house maybe I'd light a fire there I like Mm -hmm. to sit in a comfortable chair and just put my sore feet up on a table and listen to the sound of the fire crackling flip through my phone looking at people complaining on Twitter and maybe I will get the scent of um, dried seasoned hardwood burning but that's not the smell everyone wants when they light a fire do you know what I'm getting at
2: yeah because i read the story earlier
0: so the weirdest product (laughs) (laughs) the weirdest product i um the weird perhaps the weirdest product that has ever existed i've only learned about recently i've been telling everyone who will listen about this product everyone in the world seems to know about it but me uh i'm guessing that there are people out there that are like me that do not know that they're that canadian tire and Amazon and a bunch of other outlets, but namely Canadian Tire carries something called, it's an envirolog, which is like the type of fake log that you would put in a fire to get a fire started. Mm -hmm. But this one is not like your typical fire starter log. This one is a KFC branded 11 herb and spice fried chicken scented fire log. Let me read you the description. Chicken lovers, it's cold outside, and that means it's a good time to ignite the old fireplace. This season, the warmth of delicious fried chicken will will more than fill just your belly. Now it can fill your home, too. When the weather outside gets frightful, just throw a KFC fire log on the fire, sit back, and enjoy the delicious smell of fried chicken in complete cozy bliss. Just make sure you don't eat it. That would hurt. <laughs> That's, I'm reading the description from Canadian Tire's website. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you ever hear of this thing?
2: Yeah, I did. When when you mentioned it to me before, I was um, I, I've seen this product out for a number of years now, and I do remember the first time I saw it. I think it was yeah, I was in Canadian Tire, and it did blow me away in the moment. I was like, I who in their right mind? would want this like I get that the smell is like it's a classic smell that everyone is familiar with and but it is a really good smell if you like KFC well it's a really but you good don't s- want that in your house yeah like, it's because in you're the not right,
0: in the right context it's a good smell yeah. if I'm going to a fried chicken restaurant you should smell fried chicken so that yeah like you're
2: hungry and you know you you, you just pick up a a bucket of kfc chicken and you're on your way home and and the smell is so enticing because it's the right moment for it but to fill your house with that smell and you're not going to eat fried chicken you're just going to sit there and smell it for hours (laughs) I just, I, Why would yeah, you do that to yourself?
0: I can't understand it. I'm reading some of the reviews because on Canadian Tire, when you buy something, you can leave a review. Here's just a couple samples. We used this when we lost power and I must say it really smells good. It makes you hungry. They did a great job crafting this as ingredients used are perfect and last a good long while. It'll have your home smelling like someone's cooking.
2: Why not just cook? yeah like why don't just if you if you want to smell kfc go out and buy some and then eat it and And then after you eat it you won't want to smell it (laughs) because you're going to have so much regret inside you like that's the thing that i the relationship i have with kfc is i maybe have it once a year
0: yeah i don't wouldn't want anyone to even know it's a dirty secret right
2: yeah. And it's like it's a kind of thing where it's like once a year I get a really intense craving for it and I go out and I and I buy some and the first few bites are just bliss. It's like, oh, yeah, this is so good and greasy. And then by the time I finish, I, I just feel like a walrus on the rocks on the ocean who just can't get off the rocks and is just moaning for help.
0: When I think of if I had to write down a thousand things that I would want my house to smell like fried chicken, KFC, fast food, none of that would be on there. Grease. It's an offensive odor
2: when you're not eating it because it's often linked with regret. Like it's, it's, uh, the shameful act that you, that you, you know, engage in and, you're embarrassed by it and you're in your car eating it, like while you're driving and everything is dripping on your shirt and, and you pull over and and you're trying to figure out what to do with the wrappers and your hands are covered in grease and Mm. nobody in, you know, your kids won't talk to you anymore. And you don't even, you're trying to get back to the, you know, cheap motel (laughs) that you're staying at.
0: Is this a true story?
2: No, I don't have kids. I do live in a cheap motel, but I don't have
5: kids
0: um I, I i'll be honest today i was driving coming from cape breton to halifax i tried to buy a kfc fire log uh because i was going to light it in my backyard just maybe walk like a block away and just see if the whole neighborhood smelt like KFC. see how long it takes
2: for your neighbor to text you to be like
0: what is what are you doing over there are you frying chicken in your yard
2: yeah yeah well
0: i could actually i don't know what they cost i think they were like seven bucks or something wouldn't it be maybe a fun thing to do would be to buy like four or five of them and light them in my
2: backyard. Yeah. Okay. I don't ideas. know how fun that would be. It would probably be cool for a second and smelling it, but then, then you've got all these KFC logs
0: just, yeah. Um, let's move on from this. I just, I really wanted to share this product. Hopefully it's new to some people out there and if anyone buys one and mm-hmm. uses it, please let us know. Cause I'd like to hear some reviews.
2: We'd love to see like even a video review or something of uh, somebody, you know, with a cup of hot cocoa sitting next to the fire. Stinking
0: like grease.
2: Yeah. And then go, you know, then go out into the world after you've had that log, you know, roasting on your fire. Imagine what your
0: clothes would smell like.
2: Exactly. You would stink. (laughs) Like, do you ever like smell someone who's just, They've just um, left
0: Subway, maybe? I find Subway. Or like, like
2: Subway, but like there's certain restaurants that they, they just have like a uh, an after smell okay. that's on your clothes, yeah. you know? And like you sit down, it's like when somebody um, cooks a lot of like meat or some, fries up a lot of meat or something, and then, you know, their clothes, it's all stuck to their clothes, the smell. Yeah, I
0: hate and that.
2: And they sit down like in your car or something and they just reek. Yeah, like just like- imagine how repelled everybody would be from you if you if you were to come around them with this smell entangled in your threads Mm -hmm. yeah i worked
0: at subway years and years ago and it was something about the bread and the smell of the bread when i got home from subway i would take like the shirt that i wore and the pants that i wore and i left them on my front step because my whole house would smell like it and i would wash them separately of everything else like every time um Anyway, let's move on. This is not making me hungry. It's turning my stomach. Let's get into the story of the killer's photo. We'll go from something light, like the KFC log, mm-hmm. to something heavier.
2: Police in Quebec are still looking for a man who breached conditions of his parole. Patrice Mayou, who was convicted of killing a Moncton teenager in the 1980s, disappeared nearly two weeks ago. And when the victim's sister posted a picture of the man, Correctional Services Canada insisted she take it down. Here's CTV's Atlantic Bureau Chief creason Adjikate on the clash between privacy and public safety.
4: Brenda Davis is concerned about the whereabouts of her sister's killer, reliving what happened 34 years ago.
5: He is a violent criminal, and there's nothing out there that shows that he's wanted on a cannon-wide warrant.
4: Last week, she posted this photo of 67-year-old Patrice Mayou on Facebook. In 1987, Mayu shot and killed 16-year-old Laura Davis in Moncton while she was working at her family's convenience store. He was convicted one year later. Two weeks ago, he breached the conditions of his day parole and has been unlawfully at large ever since. Correctional Service Canada told Davis to take down the photo for privacy reasons, adding... This information is classified as protected and is shared with you for your personal use only as a registered victim, not for you to make available to the public by any means.
5: He's going to run out of money. What's he going to do to get money? All he knows is crime.
4: Corrections Canada shared this photo with authorities only seven days ago. This law expert questions why the photo wasn't released more quickly.
5: It seems to me that this is a pretty clear case for exceptions to
0: privacy with uh, carrying out justice and police doing their work.
4: Conservative MP Rob Moore is demanding that Canada's Public Safety Minister Marco Mendicino steps in, adding, The individual in question is a remorseless murderer who took the life of a 16-year-old girl. He clearly should not have been put on parole in the first place. A spokesperson for Minister Menachino says they are engaged with all parties, including the family, on the matter. Corrections Canada says they are working closely with police to find Mayu. However, today, both the RCMP and Quebec's National Police Force would not say if they are actively searching for him.
0: I don't know what I think of this. This yeah. is, um, first, let's talk about how she gets this photo so they said she's a a registered victim so there must be some kind of process where being the victim of a crime or like the a family member of of a victim of a crime you must get access i'm guessing to some kind of like information the public normally wouldn't get maybe like updates on their you know parole or i don't know whatever but she she must have gotten a photo of the guy of the killer through this sort of process. But when he kind of skips parole and takes off somewhere and is unaccounted for, she takes the social media and shares that photo and Correction Service Canada in a, I think in a move that I can't imagine anyone in the world will agree with, reach out to her and ask her to take the photo down. Yeah. That's kind yeah. of a ballsy ask.
2: Certainly is. Yeah, this is something I never really knew that this happened, I guess. Because if they're going to send the photo to the victim. For their own personal use. What else would they do with the photo other than share it with other people?
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Like, what's, I mean, what's the purpose of just them having the photo? Like maybe, yeah, I'm just, I'm just not sure what other reason you would have that photo for other than to to do what you want with it, really, or else why would you send it to them?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially when it's like a photo of the victim of the killer, the killers on the loose skipped parole, skipped, you know, his parole hearings or whatever it is. Yeah. I, d- I don't know. I think even asking, like, even if she wasn't supposed to share it and they told her not to share it, like they should, I think at this point when he's, on the run they, they like there There was a decision where multiple people i bet were involved being like should we say something to her what should we say you know like uh, oh i bet
2: it was it was not a fun conversation to have for anyone involved and and
0: then when they reach out to her and ask her to take it down what does she do but con- i'm assuming it was her that contacted the media because this was yeah. covered all over the place and i've noticed and I, and i don't know if this is the journalists and reporters way of taking sides clearly uh but almost every article is shows his photo like the actual photo Mm -hmm. that
2: she shared being like yeah
0: she shared this photo and that's like the main image of the piece which i think is awesome because yeah so
2: it worked in the complete opposite way that they had intended when they were reaching out to her like oh we don't want you sharing that photo but then that in turn had her reach out to the media then the photo got shared then probably a yeah. hundred times more than it would have
0: yeah on her Facebook page and just being on her
2: Facebook page
0: yeah now it's like you know a national CBC and CTV yeah. and global articles using it J9 Mac of the chat makes a good point is the fella in Saskatchewan that had just killed a bunch of people like two weeks ago he had also skipped parole and they weren't even looking for this guy no and he went on a killing spree it wasn't until he started killing people that they looked for him this um this guy's been skips parole and i picture they're looking for him a whole lot harder when the news is reporting on it
2: absolutely yeah and and i i don't i don't know again the legalities of of her sharing the photo and and what issues can arise with that um, I'm sure there's always a sense of, especially in the social media world, of uh, vigilante kind of taking the law into your own hands, uh, self-policing type, uh, things that people will do sometimes with social media, but in this circumstance, it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a dangerous individual who is, uh, broken parole. And they want to alert everyone about it and have this guy caught again. And if I were in her shoes, I would do the same thing. Let's move on.
0: Speaking of the media, uh, the media can report on a story and kind of tell us what they think is happening. But the way you really get to the heart of it is with an insider who's willing to speak out publicly well let's let's
2: call it what it is we have a whistleblower
0: we have a whistleblower within tim hortons yeah Uh, i wouldn't say we have a whistleblower but there's someone on tiktok he goes by corey the king he claims to be a tim hortons employee and he's made a video just the other day that a bunch of people have shared with me where he's uh, he's wearing his tim hortons uniform he claims to work there and he's just talking casually to the camera telling people um some stuff they should know about tim hortons as a insider whistleblower yeah uh, let's listen to what he has to say
5: hey y'all this is part one of the truth about tim hortons uh, i'm gonna be telling y'all about what really happens behind the scenes so y'all can y'all can be knowledgeable so first off iced coffee any if you ever try to cheat the system to get more coffee by saying less ice you're just gonna get less drink because there's just a certain line you gotta pour to and a certain amount of ice you put in so if it's less ice you're just gonna get chipped uh, next one dark roast aficionados we only have like one maybe two pots out there at a time and they're really not that big So we run out a lot, especially for those that order large or extra large, and if we fill it and the pot is empty, but it's like a little bit, little bit not full enough, we just put hot water in that. So if it ever tastes a little watery or whatever, that's the reason why. And for the third one and final one for today, do not hesitate to get a bagel or a muffin, or donut, or whatever, because literally all of that is thrown out at the end of the day, all of it, that isn't used, and the workers aren't allowed to take it home, they used to be, but new policy says no, because it's all planned waste, and they've, like, they know that it's gonna be wasted, and they'd rather that it just be straight up thrown out than given away, like, apparently, um, what I've heard, I've only been to one meeting, but this is what I heard, uh, they used to give it away to, like, charities and such, but, like, one or two people got sick, so they stopped, I don't think that's to do anything with the quality of the food, but, yeah, it'll just all go to waste if you don't get something, so if you ever, like, "Mm, should I get it, Mm, should I not, Go for it because it's literally just going in the garbage. One day, one day I had to throw away like 10 chocolate chip muffins, and it hurt my soul that I couldn't even take one of them. So, this has been part one of The Truth About Tim Hortons. If you want more, tell me. I do. Oh, we want more. We, we definitely want more. more.
2: We um, do.
0: I like how he, he talked for like maybe 20 seconds about, you know, his, his first, uh, his first and second kind of beef. But then when it got to throwing away the food, like I think that was kind of a personal thing for him because he spoke most of that video was him upset that he has to throw away a bunch of donuts and cookies at the end of the day.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That was the one that, that it closest to home with him.
0: Yeah. Um, what resonated with you there?
2: the, The dark coffee, the dark roast coffee,
0: I did, I've never found a difference between their dark and regular, so I just get regular roast coffee. Yeah, I don't even
2: think they, they offer the dark roast anymore. I, I used to get it when they first introduced it. I tried it a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, and it tasted like garbage like the rest of all their products do. But um, yeah, watering out, you know, watering up their, their dark roast coffee, you know, to kind of freshen it up or whatever they're you know just to top it up Just like to a top it up not, I guess, so that they don't make a whole
0: yeah if, if they fill your coffee three quarters of the way up they're not going to and run out of dark roast. they're not going to like be like i'm, br- I'm just going to brew another one they're just going to add hot water I, if i was working there i'd probably just put regular coffee in it or something or actually i would ask the customer what i should do um what about the throwing away the donuts that's not news to me the reason no if- i mean the reason it's not news to me is because where I grew up, there's a Tim Hortons. Well, I guess anyone could say this, but there was a Tim Hortons very close to my house. And me and the neighborhood kids, somehow we learned that at the end of every day when Tim Hortons closed, which at the time when I was a kid, it was 10 o'clock, that one closed, whatever cookies and donuts, they would just throw it in the dumpster. You probably know where this is going, is uh, we often would go and look in the dumpster at 10 o'clock, to see if we could find the big bag of donuts and cookies. And we often do really.
2: Yeah. I would have done that if I had Mm -hmm. the same experience as you, it didn't surprise me either because all fast food restaurants do that. Yeah. You know, McDonald's Wendy's, all of them, you know, KFC, not to mention them again, but, um, they throw out whatever's left over at the end of the night and, you know, workers complain that they can't take it home and, and people complain that it's a waste. Um, I guess the reason that they do it is they don't want, I don't know, I guess kind of like what he was saying, they don't want people li- eating yeah, food of- that's maybe been out for a while. And- yeah, there's a bit of
0: a liability, but then there's also work has to be done to arrange Let's say they're going to donate it to some kind of company or something. Um, their work yeah. has to be done to manage that, to get the food to them or to arrange, to have them pick it up. And then yeah. what if they don't serve it in time and it sits even longer and someone gets sick is it Tim Hortons fault or, you know, loaves and Fish's fault or whatever kind of community. Group yeah, it is?
2: I can understand that, but there has to be a way for them to do something.
0: Why not just for the last half hour, all baked goods are free and you come to the drive that would make people well, that would like make
2: everybody come. wait until then though. And people wouldn't like
0: but show up during the
2: regular hours to buy things because if I you don't show think up- it
0: would, I don't think it'd affect the bottom line. I think people would end up going in and maybe they get a drink while you give them the stuff that they're going to throw away in. you're going to throw away. Yeah, maybe
2: anyway. probably get a drink, but I think that they would probably have a different issue on their hands there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But they're yeah, uh, it just seems weird to throw away food, but you know, to single Tim yeah, Hortons for wasteful. doing that, mm-hmm. uh, Tim Hortons is, um, much like other fast food joints, they do it, but also imagine how much like food Walmart throws away. Oh yeah. Um, think this guy's going to get in trouble with Tim Hortons for making this video.
2: It's possible.
0: You can even see his name tag.
2: Yeah. To be on in your uniform um giving away company secrets actually i i fear for his life to be honest
0: um yeah some when when the video was shared with me uh they said you should uh check this out before tim hortons gets this guy taken down i immediately saved the video just for that reason but we'll see
2: yeah just like in russia you can't say the word war Mm -hmm. in tim hortons you can't say watered down dark roast coffee
0: certainly not let's move yeah. on this is a maybe we'll have if, i would love to get him on to to learn more and ask him some questions maybe after he gets fired which is probably inevitable at this that's time. probably the best
2: time then that the, we will really have we'll get every single dark secret that tim hortons has and if anyone's going to break those stories it shouldn't be just him, a former employee on TikTok, it needs to be keep Canada weird because think, because we need to amplify. We want to situation. take down Tim Hortons. Tim yeah. Hortons is
0: an enemy of the show. Yeah, he may not realize we're working together. He just doesn't even know it. Um, all right, let's get into the last story of the night. Yeah. Here. A local movie screen slashed over the weekend. While police search for the suspects involved, it's just the latest incident involving local cinemas showing movies from India and sparking concern. CTV's Colton Wiens explains.
1: Waterloo Regional Police are looking for two men after reports a movie theater on Gateway Park Drive in Kitchener was damaged. Police say on Saturday around 6 p.m., someone used an unknown object to cut the movie screen and released a noxious substance. The theater was empty at the time and no one was hurt. The theater was slated to play Palsu Janwar. A local film distributor believes it happened because another major Indian language movie is set to release at the end of the month, saying in an email, These attacks happen like clockwork when any big South Indian movie is coming out. Adding these attacks are meant to send a message to Cineplex and Landmark to not provide screens to us and it's already happening. In February, Princess Cinemas in Uptown Waterloo was among several in Southern Ontario that had their screens slashed.
2: And before you do it, they had uh, ran out the back door and had slashed the whole screen in Cinema 2.
1: Police believed the theatres were targeted because they were playing the movie Beamla Nayak.
2: We had heard of this sort of thing happening before with some of these movies. So there are certain, I don't know if it's certain distributors or certain language movies... Something that upsets certain people. We have shown other Indian films with great success as well with other hosts.
1: Members of the local Indian community say similar incidents have been happening at theatres for the last three to four years.
3: Has taken the community uh, for ransom uh, because in Waterloo Region this is the only avenue where the Indian community goes and see movies.
1: Soma Sundaram questions if more security or police actions can be taken in order for people to see major Indian films in the region.
3: Indian movies are colourful movies and songs and everything. So we like to see it in a theatre than at home.
1: Police are asking anyone with information in relation to the investigation to contact them. Colton Ween, CTV News, Kitchener. It's happening again. Yeah,
2: yeah, because we've (laughs) talked about this how long ago was that that we it was talked about probably
0: like not months ago, but when we talked about it before it was, a, they had video and photos of the people who were slashing the screens yeah. and it was targeting a movie that seemed to have some controversy around it. So mm-hmm. I think you and I were kind of thinking there was maybe like a cultural issue. We didn't know about that, you know, was causing people to react to this movie. But yeah. in hearing that, that news piece, one of the cinema owners who spoke to the to the news outlet um said it's it's happening on multiple movies but it seems to either be movies by a certain distributor or from a certain part of southern india or something like it's it's bizarre
2: yeah it seems like the connection hasn't quite been made yet as to what movies trigger this reaction
0: yeah and it seems and which is a a problem for multiple reasons for one figuring out how to make it stop and who'd be doing it and all this but for the people who are slashing the screen with the unknown object i don't know why they highlight unknown objects it's probably like a knife or a box cutter but who really cares how they cut it they cut it yeah but, yeah it's the act of cutting that but whoever's doing it seems to be doing it to send a message but the message is completely unclear no one seems to know other than it seems to be something to do with indian movies so are they people doing it because they don't want them to show Indian movies or maybe they want I don't I don't know I could guess a billion things but
2: well the message could be going to someone who is getting the message but hasn't hasn't made a move on it yet like it's it's probably not a message for the managers of of these movie theaters it's probably a message to whether it's the distributor or whether it's Maybe a um, an actor that's maybe in these movies or whoever it is that's probably who they're trying to get the attention of
0: yeah maybe it's
2: so a- then these people you know they the message might be heard and the, and and those people who the message is for is probably understands why yeah hmm. But the movie theater owners and the regular ticket buyers just scratching our heads. Yeah, again, but it sucks for the for the theaters. You know, like those are really expensive screens. Like that's not easy to replace lost revenue. It's it's uh, a high price tag on repairs.
0: It's and and it just makes you question the security like if i'm when i go to any place that's packed with people especially if it's an enclosed place i get kind of look over my shoulder a bit and feel a little weird the idea that someone is going into a theater and doing something like illegal and kind of crazy like that i don't know it would make me feel weird i think if i was someone who watched indian films i'd be i'd be questioning do i want to go to a theater and watch an indian film because are they going to do something yeah. worse yeah, I don't know. It just it's, it just seems crazy to me.
2: Yeah, it would be. It, you probably finding out what the message is that they're trying to send will probably help lead to who is sending this message,
0: certainly. And they um. they go in, they cut it with an unknown object, which is, again, a box cutter knife. Who knows? I don't know why they make a point of saying that. And in this particular case, something that's new with these current screen-cutting incidents that weren't that wasn't mentioned when we talked about it months ago, is they um, they left something behind that left a I think they called it a, a noxious smell, which I think means yeah, that's right. That's, is that that, I mean, is that just new, means foul. Yeah. I wonder if it was like a smoke bomb or a stink bomb. Do you remember a stink, stink bomb?
2: bomb? Yeah, yeah, I remember stink bombs. They they stink
0: they stink bad yeah uh i remember someone like not someone i remember multiple times people would take them into the hallway of my school and break them and like we'd have to like go to the other floor of the school sort of thing but uh yeah i don't don't know what that was all about i guess it's just to make the theater that's playing the um the film Mm -hmm. kind of just have to you you break the screen you make the thing stink you can't use that you can now can't use cinema 10 for the next you know three days while this is fixed up. yeah there's probably a
2: you know a cleanup so, situation but... that has to be done it's, it's a huge hassle financially and and you know physically for these theaters to but it makes it seem to this it makes it seem like
0: the person that's being attacked is the person that's selling the tickets and holding the event And that person doesn't seem to be the one getting the message, at least according to the one that was interviewed in that news piece, because it seems to be a financial hit against the cinema. And what it seems like the end result would be, it would be to make it so that the cinema is less willing to take these movies in.
2: That's exactly what it is. For what reason? And, you know, it's just why, like, it's, it's too bad Uh, I mean I, I don't know I just I just wish we had more info I just feel like everyone's in the dark on this yeah what a what a
0: strange kind of crime spree
2: yeah and it's happening sporadically like it's not happening all of the time like this is the first time it's happened in a few months. At
0: least according to these news reports, it seems yeah. to be Scott. And it, and this isn't the same area as last time. It's not far, but it's like I wonder if it's yeah. the same people or the same. Co- I don't know. It's it's really weird. I'm gonna follow it. It would be great to get to the bottom of it, both for the cinema owners, mm-hmm. the cinema attendees, the distributors of the movies, and the keep Canada weird staff and listeners to see a conclusion of this The staff which is just dominic it's me and my son yeah
2: <laughs> yeah When's um, the staff christmas party
0: we should do one yeah that would right. be really nice thanks for organizing it yeah we'll do it
3: mm-hmm.
0: well we've covered all of the stories that we were mandated to cover this week um do you have anything coming up you want to tease or talk about
2: anything i want to tease or talk about um no.
0: Aaron, until next time.
2: Jordan, until
0: next time. Uh, Find out the story of the cinemas. Get a KFC fire log and try it. I'm not going to
2: do that. Um, (laughs) I'll do anything for Keep Canada Weird, but I won't do that. That's nice.
0: Mm -hmm. I want to thank you for helping Aaron and I keep Canada weird tonight but let us also call out for your support on our mission. If something unusual happens in your town, please let us know. And the best way to do it is by sending a voice memo via nighttimepodcast.com slash contact. We both hope to hear from you. And now before we part tonight, I wanna give some thanks. First, a big thanks to Aaron for sharing another evening with me and with you, the listeners of Nighttime. A big shout out to the internet's favorite cult leader, Unicole, who supplied the intro and outro voiceovers for this series. And lastly, I have a massive thank you to everyone who listens to Nighttime, as without your interest and your support, Nighttime would be as pointless as it would be impossible. But with that said, keeping the show alive is and has always been an uphill battle. So if you want to help take a bit of weight off the show's back, make sure you listen on the premium feed. And not only does the premium feed fund the creation of the show, it gives you more of each topic than you'll find on the free feed, as I'm adding exclusive content regularly and maintain a full catalog of back episodes only on the premium feed. So for both the price of a cup of coffee, go premium at patreon.com slash podcast. And with that said, let me thank the newest premium feed subscribers. Hope, Lee, Todd, and Hayden, thank you for your generous support. If anyone else would like to support the show, but can't do it with a premium feed subscription, you can give me a big hand by simply sharing this episode on social media and letting some like-minded friends know what we're doing here. If you want to give any feedback on the show, share a story idea, or just contribute a voice memo to be aired in an upcoming episode, you can do all that and more at nighttimepodcast.com. So again, we hope to hear from you. But until then, take care of each other, hug your loved ones tight, and let us know if you see anything weird. The Nighttime Podcast is written,
1: hosted and produced by Jordan Bonaparte. Copyright Jordan Bonaparte.